to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we will discuss all things dealing with wellness, well-being, and spirituality 101. So if you've ever wondered what being awake is, or what the law of attraction is, or what a blocked chakra is, then this podcast is for you. The universe led you here for a reason, and I'm so glad that you're joining me. My name is Michelle Schoenfeld, and I'm a master energy healer, well-being junkie, and former couture hawk coming to you from the Eaton Workshop in downtown Washington, D.C. So last week we talked about the chakras. And um, if you're anything like me, you know, in the past I kind of wondered like, okay, what are chakras? Actually, to be honest, in the past, I didn't really wonder. I just saw that chart that a lot of yoga studios have on the wall that has the person sitting there cross-legged and it has the rainbow colored discs going up their body. And I didn't really pay too much attention to it because I was thinking, I'm not really into meditation. I'm not really into whatever that Indian stuff is, like that's kind of what I thought before I was awake <laughs> and learning how to heal and how to like tap into all this really wonderful energy that we all have inside of us. So chakras basically, we'll do a little recap over what we talked about last week. Chakras are just wheels or discs. Like that's what it literally means. Chakra means wheel or disc. And we all have them. They're energy meridians that run up and down our spine. There's nothing like crazy or mystical about them, although they are pretty magical once you learn how to clear them and unblock them and use them appropriately. But they're really awesome and they're yours and you have them. So I want to help you learn how to tap into them. So again, they're energy meridians and that's like what acupuncturists use as well, by the way. Um, they have 14 or so that they use in the body. We're only going to deal with the ones that are actually the chakra meridians, the seven that run up and down your spine. So the first one is the root chakra that we talked about last week. And for those of you, by the way, who are really interested, go back and listen to the show last week. And it's really more in depth. So the root chakra is red and it sits at our sits bone, right where you're sitting on. <laughs> and it is grounding. It grounds us to the earth. It's the base for all of our other chakras. It's really our foundation. It connects us to the earth, to our own body, to life, to feeling safe, to feeling just like having, not having trust issues. Um, things that really help it are meditation, uh, rose quartz, rubies, um, things that like if you have a block chakra, toxic relationships, um, anxiety, eating disorders, back pain, things like that come from having a blocked root chakra. So the good news is there's a lot of things you can do to help. Um, lay in nature, you know, something called earthing where you just lay on the ground literally and feel your body connected. Uh, so then moving on, to the second chakra, that's the sacral chakra, and that is just above your root chakra. So it's kind of like if you think um, below your navel at the base of your spine, and the color for this is orange, and the sacral chakra deals with our feelings and relationships, but it's really the seat of our sexuality. It's how we feel about sex. It is the relationship that sex plays in our own life. Um, it also has to do with creativity, and it's governed by water. So it's really great. It's the root chakra is like the earth. The sacral chakra is governed by water. So if you want to kind of balance the chakra, you're feeling a little bit off. You know, maybe there's, um, you've had addiction or anger issues or excess emotion or you're feeling lonely and you want to kind of get your sacral chakra back in balance and back open. Maybe you have a lot of guilt or sexual dysfunction or something like that. Go by the water. Like go swim in the sea, swim in a lake, look at the ocean. Going for walks under the moon also really helps kind of like neutralize and balance the energy of the sacral chakra. So that's sacral. And again, it's all things orange. So orange, the color orange, art in orange, orange stones. 
And then we move on to the third chakra, which is the solar plex, and that's up a little bit. If you take your hand and put it just above your navel and kind of push back there, that kind of soft spot between your ribs, that's where the solar plex chakra sits, and it is yellow. It's governed by the sun, and it has to do with action and self-worth and transformation and things that can kind of block it or not feel good or shame. This is a really big one for shame. If we've ever felt something like as a child or maybe a spouse or a coworker or a parent or a teacher, it doesn't matter, makes us feel shame, that will start to block and clog that third uh, solar plex chakra. So things you can do is go outside. It's really, really good to be outside, especially under the sun. And of course, exercise. So now we get to move on. That's the lower chakras. Those are the physical chakras, one, two, and three. And now we get to move on to the upper chakras. And these are more of the non-physical ones, the more that have to deal with spirituality and our inner self, our being. So the next chakra is the heart chakra. <laughs> and this is my favorite. Now, we shouldn't really have a favorite chakra necessarily because they're all ours and they're in our body and, you know, we need to love them all equally, of course. But I love the heart chakra. Sometimes when I'm meditating, um, I, when my eyes are closed, I see this big green eye take over, like, from my heart, like, whole chest, like, going up towards my throat and down and out and wide, this big green heart or, or eye. So our heart chakra, it is green. And it develops between the age of four and seven. So things that happen to us at that age are things that are going to affect our heart chakra. It is the bridge, as I said, between our lower physical chakras and our upper non-physical chakras. Um, having a healthy heart chakra keeps you in balance. It keeps you in balance with yourself, with others, with God. Um, it's the balance between your mind and your body and self-love is really, you know, the yin, yang, light, dark, all of that kind of all stems from this heart chakra. If your heart chakra is blocked, then some problems might be shoulder pain, arm pain, breast cancer, asthma, allergies, depression, low self-worth. So for those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know that um, I was in a pretty toxic relationship at one point in my life, and I've also had breast cancer and arm pain and asthma. So big surprise that I had a lot of blockages that I spent a lot of time clearing out from my heart chakra. So causes, again, could be rejection, neglect, abuse, heartbreak, being in a codependent relationship. And that doesn't just mean like a lover. It could be with a parent. It could be with a friend. Um, it could be with anybody in your life where you kind of have this codependent, unhealthy relationship. That can cause some blockages of the heart chakra. So the good news is that you can help it, you can clean it and fix it and unblock it. <laughs> and touch is so important for this one. Hugging, like hugging yourself, hugging your friends. But really what I love is pets, animals. Pets are great because we have unconditional love that we give and receive from pets. But it can be horseback riding. It can be really anything, going to a petting zoo. But if you have a pet or if you have a friend who has a pet, being around them and petting them and touching them is really good for balancing the energy of our heart chakra. You can also um, meditate, be out in the fresh air, peaceful spaces like big sky of the mountains or a meadow or by the beach again, and really kind of just show yourself, like bring your awareness to self-love, to telling yourself that you love yourself and that you're worthy and that you matter, things like that, eating healthy, um, anything you can do that just shows that you love yourself. 
So smells are like lavender and jasmine are really good to kind of help open up the heart chakra. Uh, crystals are jade and emerald, anything green really. And the sound, the vibration that helps. So last week we talked about vibration really helps to open up these uh, chakras. We talked about Kundalini yoga. I always make the joke because it never gets old to me that my one of my best friends, when I said Kundalini, she had no idea what I was talking about and she thought I said Kundalingus. And then I was telling somebody else and they're like, oh, you mean Kundalini, Kundalini. So anyway, Kundalini is just a really, really beautiful yoga practice. Um, Divine feminine, it has a lot of like fire breath and vibration, but it really helps the chakras because vibration kind of loosens up the energy. So I didn't mean to digress. So the the sound that we want to use, the vibration for the chakra is yam, as Y-A-M. So you're like, Yum, yum. <laughs> and uh, bhakti yoga is really great. That's a devotional yoga as well. And eating any kind of green veggies you can. Again, because it's green, of course, and it's also showing yourself some self-love. The heart chakra is governed by Venus. So I would check and see where your personal, uh, where you line up, your birth lines up in the chart for Venus. So now we'll move on to the fifth chakra. And that is the throat chakra. So you just put your hand right at the base of your neck, kind of where it meets your collarbone, like right in that area. That's where your throat chakra sits. And it's blue. This develops between the ages about seven and 12. And it has to do with speaking your truth. This is a really, really great one um, for communication. And it's the first of our spiritual chakras. It's a portal to kind of our inner and outer self and like our true being and the outer world. So again, it's all about speaking our truth and using our inner guidance for wisdom, our inner guidance to kind of live our life, our most authentic, um, healthy, happy life. So if we really are living um, our truth, then we're happy. You know when things are going your way or when you're really in a good place, it's usually because you're being true to yourself and it just feels good. It has a different vibration um, and it really affects everything. It affects your self-expression, your intuition. If your throat chakra is blocked or has some issues, um, then you might have sinus issues, thyroid issues, TMJ, tooth pain, that kind of stuff. And things that can cause this are like when you're a child um, being told or hearing seen and not be heard. Like a lot of times as kids, right, we're told that we should be seen and not heard. And unfortunately, that's really, really wrong because we should always be heard. We should always be proud and comfortable using our voice because our voice matters. And if something is said that's not right, well, those are learning experiences. That's how we learn. Um, But being told that as a child can definitely kind of close off this throat chakra. Also, gossip. Gossip is really a low vibrating force and will definitely bring your energy down. Um, And also, if you're like really, really shy, then you might have some issues with your throat chakra and kind of not feeling comfortable speaking your truth or using your voice. So... The good news is, again, we can fix it. So we can open these up with self-expression. You can do mandala, which is a really beautiful meditation of art. I'm going to have a whole podcast on that later, coming from Turkey. Singing. Music is great. Go sing in the shower. Blast the music. Just get that vibration going. Again, the singing vibrates in your body. If you sing and put your hand on your chest or your diaphragm, you can actually feel the vibration. And really learning to let go of things that bother you, not let it kind of eat away, and live your truth. Those are all things that you can really, really do. And 
for this one, it's not necessarily just earth or just water or just air. It's all of them. It's earth, water, fire, air, sound. All of those, exposing yourself to all those elements will help open up the chakra. So the governing sound for this one, the vibration is hum, H-A-M. And that's hum, hum. <laughs> Uh, also, for those of you listening for a while, you know I had an accident. I had a pretty decent bike accident, went headfirst into Constitution Avenue and knocked my front teeth. So I'm wearing a mouth guard if I sound a little different, and it's hard for me to make these sounds. So other things you can do to help are fruit. Eat lots of fruit. It's really good for you, and it helps clear this. Um, colors, since it's blue, are turquoise. But the, I'm sorry, the crystals are turquoise, aquamarine, sapphire, any of those kind of blue crystals that feel good that resonate with you and smells are jasmine and rose. So there's also a goddess that is attached with the throat chakra and it's Sarasathi, Swathi, and I love her. She's amazing. Look her up online if you're interested just to see. And it's governed by Jupiter and Mercury. Now I know I haven't talked about all the planets with these because that's getting out of the 101 level that I try to keep this. But what's really interesting right now, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because the throat chakra, speak our truth, right? feeling good is governed by Jupiter and Mercury. So right now, Jupiter is in retrograde until the fall, and that's not a bad thing. Retrograde for Jupiter is actually pretty good. There's some good stuff that comes out of that. Um, and then in general, Mercury, we all know when Mercury's in retrograde, things go haywire. Like it's been, you know, Time Magazine, I think, did a story on it, on uh, just like how electronics actually go crazy. But so does communication between each other. Um, making big decisions is never a really good idea to do during Mercury and retrograde. So anyway, that's the throat chakra. Then we're going to move on a little bit higher to the sixth chakra, and that's the third eye. That sits right in your forehead, kind of um, between your eyes, but a little bit above it. And this develops between the ages of about 13 and 22. It's violet, and it's the control center for your body. It's also like your mind and your intuition. So it helps balance your left and right mind, which is what meditation does. Meditation is great at getting our left logical side of our brain and our right uh, creative side to communicate with each other and be in balance. So the third eye is really good for intuition and uh, is activated. We can activate our pineal gland, which is really healthy for us. Again, go online and look at pineal gland if you want to know more because that's a really good one to focus on. And uh, so things that like sight, light, imagination, clairvoyance, transcendence, knowings, you know, you just know something, you feel it in your gut, or you just know something's going to happen. Maybe you think about somebody and then they call, things like that, wisdom, all those kind of come from the third eye. So if it's blocked, then you might have doubt, self-doubt, paranoia, um, negative thoughts that you just can't shake. You might have eyesight issues, neurological issues, uh, your immune system's out of whack, Maybe you get a lot of headaches or you have memory issues or just avoidance in general, avoidance of confrontation or people or things that you want to do. Um, that can happen if the third eye, the sixth chakra is blocked. And to fix it, yay, do visualizations is a really good one. Positive visualizations, like just close your eyes and visualize positive outcomes of things that you want in your life and really let those feelings soak in. Like when you visualize something that you want, like an accomplishment or a vacation or whatever it is, and you let yourself feel what it'd be like to be in that situation and just let yourself smile, let a big smile come across your face, it will feel good and raise your vibration and that will help unblock that third eye. 
Uh, also, being around light, like really beautiful light. Uh, Kundalini yoga, of course, helps again with this. And my favorite crystal for this one is amethyst. It's purple, but I just really love amethyst. Amethyst, kind of like rose quartz, is kind of a multi-purpose crystal. And rosemary, you can eat it, you can smell it. It definitely helps as well. Um, and this one, some of the chakras have animals that go along with it. And this one has owl, which I think is pretty cool because owl is my spirit animal. But owls are really, really a spiritual um, animal. Again, look it up. I'll talk about another podcast. We're going to go all through the different animals, elephants and owls and snakes and all these different things that are really, really good and interesting and talk about what spirit animals are and maybe help you identify what yours is. So the governing sound for the third eye is the easy one. It's one that we probably almost all of us know if you've ever taken a yoga class and it's OM, O-M. So it's OM, OM. <laughs> so you can practice that. And then this brings us to the last of the chakras in our body, and that is the crown chakra. The seventh chakra is a thousand petal lotus that sits just the top of our head, and it's white and gold. It's really, really beautiful, and it's the gateway to the higher chakras, and it's the gateway to enlightenment and our spiritual power and being one with the divine and joy. Having an open crown chakra leads to joy and happiness. It makes us feel inspired, but at the same time, like calm and just like feeling comfortable with life and the meaning of life and our connection to divine. And it's just a really, really great um, way of feeling connected that there's more out there than just us. You know, I talk a lot about energy as energy and that we are all connected and that is true. And having an open crown chakra, really, you don't just think about that. You know it because you feel it. Some issues that can come up if you have the black crown chakra are just not feeling spiritual, but being a little too materialistic, not being in balance, having some greed, the need to be right all the time. Maybe you've had a problem with drugs or anxiety or some mental illness. Um, and something that also can contribute to this is blue light. Uh, it really blocks the crown chakra and the blue light I mean from like devices. So, but the good news is, like everything else, we can fix it. So the way to fix it is uh, meditating. Meditating helps, like it does with all the other chakras. And just really focusing on healing and surrendering. Um, clear quartz is a really great crystal for this. As again, amethyst, I mentioned before, it's a good multi-purpose. Even though it's one of the purple crystals, it still works great for the crown chakra. And clear quartz, by the way, is really easy to get your hands on. Diamonds are good for this. And sel selenite which is another word for gypsum, is really, really awesome for helping to open up the crown chakra. Also being mindfulness, which is just being in the now, right? So I'm also certified um, in teaching mindfulness. But that just really means of being aware of the moment, like just kind of looking around and noticing the wind blowing in the trees or noticing the clouds across the sky or, um, you know, somebody walking down the street and smiling at them and feeling when they smile back. And just being mindful of all the sensations that are going around you will really kind of help open this up, make you feel more free, more connected. It's, it's a really beautiful, beautiful chakra. So as I said, it's also the gateway to the higher chakras. There are more chakras that are outside of our physical body, and those are chakras 8 through 12. They're spiritual, and they're a higher vibrating energy. So they, this is not something for a one-on-one -on -one level, so I'm not going to talk about it now. Maybe we will down the line. But just know that they're there and they're awesome. And 
if you feel like there's more out there and you're feeling connected, maybe you have really uh, vivid dreams or when you meditate, you are able to transcend a little bit, then you might be opening up some of these higher chakras. A lot of like mediums and psychics and healers are very connected to those higher chakras. So I hope that you really enjoyed that overview of all the different chakras. Um, I did bring with me today my crystal singing bowl. So all crystal singing, bowl, singing bowls are different. Mine actually was imported from Tibet. And the reason I do crystal versus the metal, for those of you who take yoga, a lot of yogis have the little metal ones. Um, there's nothing wrong with those by any means. They're great. They have really great sounds, but they hold energy. So metal holds energy in a very different way than crystal does. And since I'm a healer, I prefer to have the quartz um, crystal ball. So I use it in a lot of healings. I don't have to worry about the energy it takes on. So I'm going to play it for you very basically, just so you can hear what a singing bowl is. And the idea is, again, it vibrates, right? We're talking about how vibration opens up all these chakras, and there's all different sounds and tunes. That's why it feels good when you sing, because you actually are vibrating and opening up your chakras. So the tone that I chose is the C note, and that resonates with the root chakra, which, as I said, is our base for feeling grounded and connected. So I'm going to go ahead and play it just really uh, simply for you. So if you like that, again, go onto YouTube. There's so many videos that have to do with chakra clearings and singing bowls. And they're really nice. Sometimes I put them on just for background music when I'm doing something. Just listening to singing bowls just feels good. So um, that is it on our Chakra 101. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I'm going to move on quickly to we got a question this week. And it's another crystal-related question. So this one um, <laughs> comes from the Crystally Challenged in North Carolina, which is funny says, okay, I hear you are supposed to clean your crystals. How do you do that? How often and why? Well, that is a good question. So yes, you are supposed to um, clean your crystals and it's really simple. Just rinse them in water, to be honest. If you are in nature, rinse them like in a lake, in the ocean. Oh my gosh, the ocean's the best because salt water really, really helps to like kind of clean and clarify crystals. But my favorite way to clean them is to put them out under the moon. So if there's a full moon, uh, I'm getting a little woo-woo here, but in here I go with, you know, I live downtown in a high-rise apartment now, and I love it. I have this great roof deck, but I literally in a full moon go out there with my tray of crystals and set it over in a corner. So just put your crystals like, you know, out on your deck or your patio overnight and then get them the next morning and they'll be all nice and clean. And if you're not in a situation where you can put them out under the moon, the sun does a great job, or just submersing them for two or three hours in salt water helps. And the reason we do it is because they can take on energy depending on what you're using it for. Um, if you're using it for healing or uh, anxiety, whatever you're using it for, it can take on energy. So it's just good to give them a nice little clean. I say do it once a month, but again, it depends how much you use them. I have a beautiful piece of rose quartz that uh, my grandfather had for years and years and years outside, and I only clear it once or twice a year maybe. That's it. Um, so just It doesn't really matter, but I would say once a month if you're not sure. So... Um, we're going to move on to the mantra. And again, the mantra part is, it's really an affirmation. 
And what I'd like you to do when we do a mantra is say it to yourself three or four times a day, several times in a row for the entire week. And so we're just kind of like programming our mind on positive affirmations to keep us going through the week. So again, say it three or four times in a row when you're brushing your teeth, washing your hands, whatever, several times a day. And today the mantra is, I am excited for things that have yet to manifest. I am excited for things that have yet to manifest. I am excited for things that have yet to manifest. So write it down, put it on a sticky. The idea for this is, is that there are so many things that are out there coming our way for all of us and they're wonderful and we can be excited knowing that they are coming. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Know that you are worthy. You are enough. You were born for a reason. You're important. Love you. Namaste.